0: Good evening and welcome to another edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Hey, how's everybody doing? Hopefully everybody is doing well. Um, second week in a row, I guess I have to stick with this now, Rob. Pulling myself away from the baseball game to do this. Oh, um, I don't you trying- have really much
1: to worry about. The Cardinals no, forgot how to
0: hit. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, but we are with you after another JMU victory, running the record up to... Jeez, I've lost track. Six and one? Six and one, yeah. So um, big win over the weekend, 38-24 over Villanova. A really strong Villanova team we're going to get to in a second. Uh, But thank you, everybody, for listening, tuning in wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Don't forget you can rate and review us wherever you get those. Big thanks to Pale Fire, our original sponsor. Rob, I had a cool experience after the game this week. I went back to Bryce, and I was – you see they have Pale Fire on tap the errant ipa so got to have that's a, my,
1: yeah that's my favorite so.
0: yeah and they they usually that place like you know they're kind of out there in Shenandoah county they don't i mean they'll have like a deschutes fresh squeezed or something but they don't usually yeah. have a local beer on tap um maybe a devil's backbone here and there but not that was pretty cool i was like all right i could have a celebratory beer here
1: yeah so, you can definitely get that yeah else.
0: so go by the tap room in harrisonburg anytime mention the podcast you will get a free pint glass uh Nothing big this week. We might try to do some boning up on JMU research next week for sort of all the fall sports, Rob. I was thinking kind of coming down to the wire for some of them. And before we get too close to basketball, we should probably, uh, you know, spend a little time going around. I'm not exactly aware of everything. I do know that men's soccer continues to win and they go to the number one team in the nation tomorrow night, UVA. Uh, So just like we did a couple weeks ago we told you they were hosting number one, um, and to get excited, we hope you can get excited for the men's team to head over Afton Mountain. That's <laughs> a fun team to watch this year. So something else big to watch during the week this week. Rob, I don't, uh, I don't have much else this week leading in here, but I did want to make sure that we, you know, as we as we move into our Mossy Creek four downs, I want to let you kind of take the uh, take the wheel here. Uh, big thanks, to Mossy Creek. Go by the. Fly shop there in Harrisonburg, you get a free sticker for mentioning the podcast. So, I know that uh, – I think Colby was at the game this week. So, a bunch of the local Harrisonburg crew was at the game this week. So, good to see those guys. Um, Rob, what would you have for first down from this big win? I
1: mean, I guess we got to say positive, right? It's a yeah, win. They're 6-1. I, uh, I guess a very good Villanova team. Yeah. Um, we got to rent the fourth quarter then. Yeah. I mean, that. That was crazy. I, if anybody tells you they're expecting that, they are far more positive than than I am or any of these fans that I was interacting with during the game. Um, it really looked like the wheels were coming off there. Mm-hmm. And then literally from the first play of the fourth quarter, it was a different game. And the first play was DACA forcing the fumble. Yep. And then things just got going from there. And, um, I didn't think they were terrible in the third quarter. A couple of things didn't go their way. There were some questionable calls mm-hmm. in that quarter. and every other quarter. <laughs> um, but I like the aggressiveness. I like Cignetti going for it, even if it didn't work out. Me they too. went for it twice on fourth and didn't get it. So, like, but it, this easily could have been one of those games where you look back and been like, oh, man, that's where it all went wrong, and that's where they lost their confidence. It was the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. I, I don't recall seeing a JMU team, maybe going back to, like, the Landers ones, mm-hmm. that looked so comfortable Yep, with the game on the line in the end. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like everybody, every single guy on the field just seemed to elevate his play. Mm-hmm. Um, people were making plays all over the place. Even when they were getting beat, they had that Jimmy Morland type yeah. thing where like, you know, right before um Hampton's interception, they'd given up a couple long passing mm-hmm. plays. And then it's like they just buckled down and guys just made plays. Now, statistically it's still gonna look kind of weird. You know, you're gonna be like, How did Jamie win? until you look at the turnovers mm-hmm. where they forced what?
0: Four course, in four? the fourth quarter in and the fourth quarter? They missed two interceptions that could have also that could have been yeah, yeah yeah they
1: could have they could have i mean three guys had their hands on it. Yep. Uh, that one they got tipped up in the end zone yep. and that wasn't like a fluke that was one defender made a great play and three other guys were there behind him yep
0: I mean, and then, it was
1: just weird like when they played well the pass defense was like lights out
0: yeah I'm really. And really there were other that, times when, yeah that maybe that, that they caught something yeah yeah me too and the, uh, the
1: safety play seemed better it seemed like they were getting help on a lot of those plays mm-hmm. um Guys, you know, I mean, Hampton had his guy absolutely blanketed and then oh, yeah. jumped the
0: route. Oh, yeah. that was. I
1: mean, that looked like vintage Jimmy.
0: It was also that play. I watched it again on the replay the next day. And I was really excited about that because that was a Heatherman call. That was a scheme play yeah. where they blitzed the slot corner off Smith, of the receiver. Smith, yeah. I think. Yeah, and, and therefore um, the Villanova quarterback, who was really good all day at hitting his hot routes and creating a lot of those big plays, assumed that that guy was there. He saw the blitz coming, and he went straight where the blitz came from, and Hampton had rotated in from the safety right into that spot where he didn't yeah. see him. So that was definitely like a pre-snap. That is the defense starting to click. Everyone was starting to understand. With, with a backup. With a, right, where they're you supposed know, to Hampton's
1: be. Hampton's not even a starter. He was in there. That's right. He's in um, there because of Amos. the game was
0: ejection. Right. Yeah. That was really exciting. Um, yeah, that, it was awesome, Robin. I, I think so, the defense has to walk away from that game feeling much better. At, yeah, I mean, after a really pretty dicey pretty performance, shaky second and third, yeah. or at least second and third, I mean, going back and watching the first, not a lot happened actually in the first, you know, yeah, but yeah. Um, and then the
1: other thing in the fourth quarter was Latrell Palmer. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, you talk about a spark where he, not only the long run, that was great, but he broke off two, you know, yeah. seven or eight yarders. Um, but then you could see like, it just changed the villain of the defense that passed the Pope. Off the play action, the yep. Palmer everybody bit. You know yep. they, they were over committing to a true freshman had been in for two plays. Mm-hmm. You know so that guy is really special. Yeah, um, and just a bruising runner, and then showed some breakaway speed there. So I, I don't know. Just the fourth quarter was was amazing. Yeah, um, Hampton, I think arguably the play of the year so far. Yeah, um, the one that would rival it would be Palmer's run. Yep. You know, I just it, it. I think I'd give it to Hampton right now if we were giving out these fictitious awards that mean nothing. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But I mean, just for the go ahead score. Uh, I don't know. It was just it was amazing because it really was starting to look like oh man, like it wasn't going to be anything to hang your head over. Villanova's a really good team, Mm -hmm. but I was ready to be like, wow, you know, Nova's the team to beat in the league. And then just the way that they came back, um, just no hesitation, went about their business, and really one going away,
0: Mm -hmm. big time. So I I don't know. That that was fun. It was fun. It was really fun. And and my second down will be kind of uh, springboarding off of that. And mine's about Coach Signetti. This was the first time that I got excited. About the coaching staff here. And I'm not saying it was a perfect game plan or everything else, you know, everything was perfect. But I can tell you one thing of all the coaches we've seen in the last four regimes, this was what he has preached. And when that, when things kind of went awry there, I mean, let's, I think we could say JMU didn't play a great first half, but I felt like they had the, they were still in control of the game.
1: Still, tight Yeah, you know? it was
0: a tight game. Another, they, they, they got a the field goal again. Seventeen fourteen. Yeah. yeah. You, know, I mean, I you know, I mean, I didn't feel which was
1: nice clock management too. It was very good. They got clock. down the point where they were either going to score a touchdown or they're going to kick a field goal without time for. Nova. Mm-hmm. And
0: I thought that. Um, so they were. I didn't. I wasn't nervous yet at halftime. You know. And then they really things went awry in the third quarter, and you know they had. Villanova had a really good drive. Um, they converted some long third downs at the great frustration of the fantastic crowd uh, on the first drive. And then they had the play where Holloway made the mistake on the kickoff. Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Hamilton yeah. made the mistake on the kickoff and therefore like really kind of hamstrung JMU and set up Villanova scoring on a short field after that um, for JMU to fall behind. And the one thing I'll say during all of this, that the time that was going on was when we're not, I don't know if I'm going to get too into it today, Rob. I wrote, um, about as angrily as I can write about the officiating today on the website. Um, but I know myself as a fan and a lot of other people in the stadium, I was kind of losing my mind. <laughs> um, you know, I was frustrated with JMU's past defense and then some of the inconsistency. I actually wasn't that angry with the Amos ejection. I was that more was kind angry. kind of a
1: bing, bing play. The Van Horst not getting. Yeah, yeah, the Jay Brown, yeah, at...
0: not getting the. Oh, it was a Brown Yeah, thing, and okay. then there was another one where Danucci might have been face masked there was one where Rashad Robinson weirdly enough like he was almost dragged down before in the process of trying to make an interception like uh, like a if it had been the other way (laughs) I don't know it was just it was such a weird game and that whole call with the um I don't even remember oh the offensive pass interference on JMU which I thought was ironic given that Villanova pretty much had offensive pass interference on every single one of their plays um they call it on JMU they back the ball up 15 yards they stop they say we didn't spot it right because it's half the distance to the goal line and somehow they backed it up another half yard. (laughs) Like like it was a very, I was like, what is going on? Like it was just a very unprofessional thing. And I was losing my mind. I think the crowd was very frustrated and I kept watching Signetti. He didn't seem to like, he didn't really move a lot on the sideline. He certainly Mm -hmm. didn't throw a visor Mickey style. He didn't sort of like lose his mind with her style. He didn't even sort of get angry and turn around and try to like fire up the team like maybe Houston would have done. He just kind of was, you know, the way he always is. Let's Um, play football. Let's play football. Let's move on to the next thing. We're only down seven, right? Mm -hmm. I've taught this team, you know, he's preached. We hear him on the press conferences every week. He repeated again this week that the thing he thought this team could improve on was how to play in close games Mm -hmm. and not freak out. And it, it was the proof was in the pudding in the fourth quarter this week. And I, I, you know, there's a lot of people out there being like, I don't know if the staff is right and if these hire was right or if the scheme is correct. Look, you know, I thought what I saw in the stands this week, Rob, was Villanova was the best team we've seen all year up front on both sides. That includes West Virginia and that includes Stony Brook. That's a legit, if they stay healthy, they're a quarterfinalist, easily maybe a semifinalist. I mean, that's a real top five, top 10 team. Nothing fluky about it with that quarterback who freaked out in the fourth quarter but that's a good team and as you said Jamie you beat them by 14 going away you know the way it happened was really weird because that third quarter was such a disaster
1: it's also weird like i don't know if you're like this i i have a suspicion that i'm not alone but like when jam makes a nice play, uh-huh. like the play action to poke where he's wide open. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, what a great play call. What a great scheme. Our players are awesome. Mm-hmm. Look at that. I, I never think like, Oh man, Nova's past defense is terrible. <laughs> but if Nova makes a play, I'm never like, wow, great play by Nova or that receiver who, you know, went for a hundred yards again. I'm always like, Oh my gosh, why can't the defense just do its job? Like I get, it's like in the heat of the moment, I give no credit to the opponent. And, and yeah. I'm, I don't want to say it absolves Jamie. We're not here to say no. the pass defense played great. Right. But at a certain point, I think you're right. Villanova's really good. Yeah. This was not Jamie getting lit up, you know, having you know, Saint Francis throw for 400 no. yards. This was a team that's a legitimate top 10 um mm-hmm. if they're healthy. I mean, they were out their top running back too. With yep. that in mind. Yep. You know, it's a, tough, it's a team that you can call a national championship contender.
0: Absolutely, um, I felt that like was that was averaging 40 points a game. People in the stands were going crazy, like we're supposed to win these games. Going, and I'm like, you got to be like, watch the game here. Like yeah. these kids are good. They were making catches where there were three or four in the first half where they made catches where the JMU guy was right there. Yeah, and they, I, I noticed that too. Like the watching only made against tough that, catches, you know? Yeah, yeah. There were
1: times and they just they just flat out beat guys. And sure. again, like that happens. And, and there were times that excuse me it appeared coverages just broke down mm-hmm. but there are other times where they just had their version of a riley stapleton play mm-hmm. where a guy goes out and boxes about and makes a better play like he, he, as a fan i can't scream and yell and be like why can't you just do that <laughs> players make plays yeah on both sides yep. you know like um even smith you said like you know he fell apart in the fourth quarter he didn't play poorly nope no he had, not at all. He had a couple you know like he had a couple jamie defenders just make plays you know that that's the game um this was a very close game. It came down to a couple missed field goals and, and turnovers. Yeah. And Jamie was on the right side of it, but I, I don't know. Like I, I'm still concerned about the pass defense, um, but I'm hoping that the fourth quarter something clicked. Yeah. Uh, I, I was wondering, like from television, it's tough. I, I watch this one at home. Yeah. It's tough because you just see. A line of scrimmage and then they you know they, the guys open. they pan over and the guys open. Yeah. It appeared as if dudes were just getting beat on go routes all the time, yeah. And the safeties were nowhere. Where there's I mean, clearly they were designing the offense to pull the safeties aside. It wasn't like they were just making their own call, but like were guys just getting beat off the ball,
0: yeah, beat off the line of scrimmage? A little bit. I also thought Villanova had a really good plan. And this is again, I thought about what you just said, Rob, about can we put ourselves in the other team's shoes? Right? If I'm a Villanova fan and I'm doing a podcast tonight, I'm thinking we had the best team in the country or one of the best teams in the country beat. Yeah. And we panicked in the fourth quarter and we missed a field goal and we fumbled and we threw interceptions and we just made an ass of ourselves, you know? Yeah. Like, And we don't stop and think, like, look at it from the other side. What I saw in the first half is Villanova does this. They do an insane amount of crossing routes and it's all pick plays. I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're kind of the ones where they're for, like... Uh, you know what it is, right? Yeah. It's the one the NFL is actually trying to crack down on right now. Um, but I, it's, it's almost the one that even with this crew, it's hard to fault the referee every play. Um, but they ran a ton of crossing routes in the first half, and they clearly set JMU up for in the second half, then go to, to run, go to go deeper. Yes. Right. And, and go more vertically. And I thought it was a really good plan from them. And Yeah, I I did think JMU – I mean, let's also take a step back, right? Amos got thrown out in the first quarter.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I don't know whether Wesley McCormick – I didn't notice him a lot. I don't know if he was fully healthy. I'm not really sure. But I saw Willie Drew got hurt in the first half. So that's one of your reserve cornerbacks. He didn't come back in the game that I'm aware of. Um, And then you're down to Torres Carroll and Charles – You know, what seems to be still a little bit limited, Charles Tutt. I mean – hodge is a really good player that receiver i think is number two for villanova like they have some good players you know and i uh yeah i mean i i don't know i just i i think the same thing i mean we were not ready we got beat i was mad that we got beat so badly on the long touchdown and then one of the ones in the second half where we weren't even in position to haul a guy down Mm -hmm. right i mean we're giving up 30 and 40 yard plays instead of even we weren't even close enough to commit a pass interference and prevent that, you know? Um, so look, we got things to clean up, but I also hope it. So like you said, I hope it starts to turn. I hope the team gets a little more confident based on the fourth quarter performance. And I also hope that, uh, you know, that's where the coaches are going to look right. They said, I think um, Cignetti said that Heatherman sent 31 blitzes this week and two of JMU's three sacks came after we stopped blitzing at the end <laughs> of the game. So, I wonder if the coaches are going to take a little bit of a, you know, have a little thought about what they're doing. And if there's a team that we'll find out, I think William and Mary, weirdly enough, is a team that we're going to get to see a little bit about what the pass defense looks like. Yeah. Because that's all they do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, I, I think people are going to look up at the score this week, and William and Mary's two and four, but they have two FBS losses to UVA at East Carolina. And they have a loss that, at the time, we thought, oh, they lost to Albany, and now it doesn't look so bad. Yeah, right? what is going on? What is on? going on? And, I mean, I, I just – and they have lost a, a, cl- a seven-point loss to Villanova, which clearly isn't a bad loss. So, I think, you know, we'll, we'll find out a little more about whether the past defense is ready to take a step this week. Yeah. So, what did you think about third down, Rob?
1: Well, we got to just single out Jack Yeah, so we, we, Yeah, I you? mean, th- this was – we talked about those big plays and maybe plays, but this I think will be known as maybe the John Docker game. Yeah, him, know, him, and him and Hampton. I mean, Hampton's play was amazing, but but Docker just took over. I mean, like First play, just nailed the ball carrier, forces the fumble. ball. I think Robinson jumped on it. Mm-hmm. Um, he spent the entire fourth quarter either in the backfield chasing Smith down or just knocking down ball carriers. Like he was all yeah. over the place. Um, it's one of those things you see a lot in college. You don't see it in the per- – particularly in FCS – you see guys like Docker that are just better athletes than the yep. offensive linemen. Yep.
0: So that like it, it, Brian, yeah, that was a DJ Bryant Arthur Moats type performance there. But I mean, just like,
1: just off the edges, like the speed rush, the fact, like, if you don't body him up immediately, he's mm-hmm. going by you. He's gone. And yeah. so I'm really excited to see him this weekend. William Mary. We will talk about that later. But he yeah. is just such a phenomenal athlete. Where if you don't get him, I mean, it's there's no there's no keeping him. Like no. he's not huge, but at the FCS level, you know maybe he's 10, 15 pounds lighter than, than the comparable guy in the SCS, but he's going against dudes who are just, you know, a step slower, and they have no chance. And Villanova's yep. offensive line is good. Yep. But at times, he was beaten by two or three steps. I mean, he, you, you actually feel bad. Like, you see the poor offensive lineman – running behind him, trying to get to the quarterback. What are you going to do? What are you (laughs) going to get there, man? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was. It was just crazy. It was was really a standout performance. And Jamie, you have mentioned a couple guys, has had some really special pass rushers Mm -hmm. over the years. But Daka's looking like – he's looking like one of these guys who could get hot and get, like, 10 sacks in three weeks or something like that. Well, and the
0: other thing I think we keep seeing is if a team starts to rotate to him – Rondo Carter's going to go mm-hmm. bananas, right? I mean, the other guys are going to feast. If, if they try to rotate away and, and help on DACA, the other guys are right there to make plays. I agree. And I thought just the – I mean, the MJ Hampton play is the highlight, but Jamie was down 24-17 and Villanova ran one play. Yeah. And that, that play was a play that John DACA destroyed all hopes of that game for Villanova, right? I mean, got I the, mean, he the he crowd back the into it. Right. Got, to got the take crowd me. back into it it was a huge huge play start the fourth quarter um and he was just like you said he was all over the place a, a deserving national player of the week award this week i saw uh despite the fact he split it um with the kid from richmond uh who had 20 tackles up at maine this week i guess uh, in the caa but yeah those guys I, I just thought it was awesome i thought the leaders on defense daca carter rashad they just had had enough a little Uh bit in the fourth quarter, and I I did think they, you know, Rashad had an interception. He had a couple other tackles. He was involved in a lot of things in the fourth quarter. Um, You know, and then the two guys up front were awesome. So, yeah, those were, DACA was incredible, and (laughs) I mean, it was fun because I I think our fans get so freaked out, but I saw, like, Sam Herter. We kind of interacted with the hero sports guys this week, and A, Brian McLaughlin confirmed that we were not just biased to think that the officiating was more than a struggle this weekend. I mean, it wasn't just like, and it wasn't just JMU. I mean, it was just a disaster. Um,
1: Although it was, I mean, it went against nine, nine penalties.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was
1: rough. Nova, Nova drew three flags, but
0: I saw Sam's writing, you know, who's an NDSU grad and covers, you know, the Western part of the country really for them. Just talking about like what he's been saying all year, which is, if the people outside of our little world who freak out about everything, they look at Jamie's defensive line and they see like terror, you know, like the way we think about Clemson's defensive lines the last few years at the FBS level, just like, this is going to be a problem for everybody. Mm -hmm. And we're really starting to see that. So, well, that's what, I mean,
1: you don't want to look ahead, but I mean, it happens at all levels of football and um, you pressure the quarterback, it keeps you in any game, particularly in the playoffs, Yeah, you know, it's just, and so you get guys and get to them, that can really tilt things in your favor. Um, yeah. Particularly deep, you know, late in the season.
0: Yeah. And and I kind of, I mean, and they they again shut a running game down. I mean, Villanova yeah. just abandoned it. It was kind of weird because JMU actually abandoned their, its own yeah, running JMU game. Yeah, did too. Did too. Um, but I got to give credit <laughs> to Cedetti on that um, a little bit. Last year, I thought we we sort of just banged our head into the wall sometimes. Um, every week. Every week, right? Yeah. And clearly what they were giving us this week, I mean, we saw a lot of success with those like swing passes to Van Horst. Mm-hmm. Um, where Villanova would send a bunch of guys, presumably almost a run blitz, and, you know, Danucci would get it out quick. And, we, I mean, we saw a lot of success on those kind of plays this week. So, you know, yeah, it was an interesting game. I, I wonder, I, I certainly wonder if we're when, at what point, you know, if it's not, certainly not out of the question, we're going to see Villanova again down the road this season. So, we'll see. Um, Rob, my fourth down, this one is really off the radar. Um, I should give credit also, not only the coaches, but just, it was great to see Riley Stapleton being used as we've all wanted him to be used. I know it gets forgotten in the fourth, you know, the, our madness of the third quarter and the excitement of the fourth quarter. But those first two touchdowns were just, we have a weapon that you can't stop down here by the goal line. So we're just going to throw it up to him on the first one. And the second one, we're just going to have him box you out, (laughs) catch the back shoulder
1: that was good because something I, I thought this last year too, and it was, yeah. so I don't think it's necessarily either one of the coaches right. um doing anything different, but it seems like Stapleton had almost become like a possession receiver, yeah, where he was doing a lot of that just like button hook type thing where you just catch it and he wasn't catching on the move, and we weren't really using this red zone target that's right. where he's most dangerous yeah like um, it's it's great that you got a guy like who can just go move the chains, yeah who can go and just box out. But it's, he's also dynamic enough where yes. you can go over the top with him. You can hit him in stride. Maybe not with poke like afterburners. Right. But it's still cool when you see him do that. The stuff that really only he can do.
0: Sure is. Yeah. And then, I, yeah. So besides that, I have one kind of, I guess, an honorable mention fourth down. And that is, um, I'd forgotten with the road trips the last few weeks, Rob. Um, my favorite thing about this team, this is super, you know, I get excited about special teams, Minutia. My absolute favorite player on this team to watch in person at the game is Sam Kidd on kickoff returns. Mm -hmm. He's number 33. He's a psychopath. (laughs) Like, he's barreling down. Oh my gosh. He's the first guy down there every time. He does not always make the tackle, but he gets to the ball carrier at like inside the 10 yard line almost every time. And he just launches himself through way like you're afraid for the kid, but man, is it fun to watch. He's the third guy in from the side at, you know, so not the outside contain guy or the gunner next to him, but sort of the position that is supposed to run down there and go crazy. Um, but he seems to weave his way at just getting to watch him on the full field this week. Again, it was really fun to like, he never, nobody ever touches him and they don't want to block him because he's moved. He looks like he's going to kill somebody. <laughs> it's just really, and you can see the other players like on the JMU team, as he comes off, they get very excited. They know that he's the guy that is the nut. I mean, every, every team at every level, I think has some kid who's a little bit nutty on special teams. (laughs) You kind of have to be be, crazy to do that. Yeah. And he's really fun to watch. So I encourage everyone, the next game, um, at take a look at watch number 33 on coverage teams. This is a lot of fun. So, um, Rob, we do have to move ahead to the William & Mary game this week. Um, Dukes are going to travel down to venerable Zabel Stadium, uh, site of quite a few memorable games for the Dukes. Uh, what are you most looking forward to seeing from them this week?
1: Well, I don't know what I'm most looking forward to or, or most hoping. Like, I'd like to see them just win one start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's very exciting to see things like this week or to see how they've really taken punches the previous two weeks. But I'd like to avoid that situation. Um mm-hmm. William and Mary's a well coached team. Mm-hmm. Um I think London's doing a good job in his first year. I think mm-hmm. they've got an exciting offense, you know, bringing that go go offense yeah. from Howard with a coordinator from Howard last year. Um they've always had talent, particularly on the lines uh-huh. at William and Mary. So I mean, I think they're they're a formidable challenge, but we're not being homers and we say, Jamie, you should win this game. Yes. You know, if they play up if both teams play up to their ability, you will win. Mm-hmm. Um so I just I'd like to see them just take control from the get go and win one easy. I, I don't need one of these hard attack games two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Um so just take control, limit the mistakes. I don't need anything fancy. I don't even need like a big blowout. No. Um I just want to see them not fall behind. And they've proven they can take in a punch, they've proven they're resilient. Now let's prove that you can just go out and take care of business. Mm-hmm. Um against these games that you really you need to win these games. Mm-hmm. Um to be in control of your destiny and, and to be in contention for a seed, which is, I think the ceiling for JMU, you know, they, they yes. aren't, they're not a fictitious number two. No, um, no. They're definitely, we talked last week. What's that? South Dakota this, State this was group. down
0: 21 to nine this week to Youngstown State, who is a very comparable team to a Villanova, right? Mm-hmm. Like a solid, you know, I, I just, I, if you're a South Dakota State fan today, are you like, beating your team up the way some of us did on saturday i don't think you are
1: you know or just survive in advance yeah that's what we got to do so just take just just do what they got to do when i don't want to see them go down i'd like to see the elimination of the mistakes i love the fact that jamie won the turnover battle this week i want to see that continue Mm -hmm. um so just i'm not looking for anything fancy Uh, obviously the pass defense Mm -hmm. i want to see that fourth quarter version making plays Mm -hmm. Um, shutting down the receivers, but let's just get out there and and take care of business. Win the game they
0: should win. Yep. and, and we'll see. I, I think you're right about that because if, if they should win, right? They um, this women' Mary offense, the go-go offense, looks like a little bit more of an inside run version of like Texas Tech or Washington State. You know, um, very interesting setup. I, I think you're gonna. It'll be fun to watch, and it does tend to. It masks some talent differential, right? I mean, it does help to... Well, that's what it's built. What it's I built. mean, it's built, it's built around team. that, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. To, and um, so it would be interesting to see if JMU can just mentally, they really need to stay in this game and be there, start to finish mentally this week. They, but
1: I'm more confident based on all the stuff we're discussing about Cignetti and his too. approach, like just kind of the steady Eddie approach where it's not going to be the fire and brimstone. Nope. We're not going to get ESPN in the locker room. We're not going to get a bunch of like t-shirt slogans from his pep talks. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's maybe less of a fear of "quote unquote" trap games. Yes. does that make any sense? Yeah, like, it, it just seems to be so business oriented. Yeah. And, and that's why I think this is an opportunity to really just demonstrate that.
0: I do too, and it'll be fun. Um, I know all the sort of Tidewater Richmond Dukes. Hopefully, they'll get a chance to watch the team this week. Always a good, you know, good JMU turnout there, Robert. I don't to know, see a game. Yeah, I don't know if your sister's going or anybody. But, I'm uh,
1: not sure God. the sports situation. But, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hanging out there, there um, but it's a fun place. You're, you've been there. For oh, games, I've been right? there. Yeah,
0: you and I went to the yeah. semifinal there in 04.
1: Not even. I was in Richmond for, yeah, yeah. I was watching it, yeah. with Eddie. But um, I was there. I've been there a few in, times. My brother. i been there. Yeah, so. I was there for that kick. It might have been the next year. Oh, yeah. Where they bounce the kick oh, off the, the crossbar and yes, win it at the end. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know. So that's good. Yeah, I think for me this week, i i just like to see them hang in there i, I really would like i mean very similar to you um, i just I want to see how they react mentally, knowing that Towson's on deck, and I think one thing we saw this week it's crazy town in the c a a yeah, right. Towson got their doors blown off this week yeah suddenly vulnerable by all the, is on deck I mean, I watched the highlights of that Towson threw like a fourth down miracle, like a thirty yard touchdown pass just to be in the game. And one of their touchdowns came because Albany fumbled the kickoff on like the four yard line. So they, I think Albany won by 10 or 14 points, but it easily could have been much, much worse than like Towson was kind of lucky to be in that game. Um, so I don't know what happened there. I i, 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 I got to
1: say like, this might sound like sour yeah. grapes or even low class. Like, I don't think he's a great coach.
0: I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Ambrose. Like
1: yeah. I, I think he's, he's got, Every couple of years, he gets kind of this generational talent, right? We you saw know, Terrence it's West, like West, and then now we yeah, have Flacco, yeah. And Flacco, but like he—he's not able to maximize it. And I don't know. I mean, they're—they're they're certainly good, and they're very dangerous. Just because they've had a couple of down weeks is fine. But like losing to Duquesne last year yeah. in the playoffs was a little bit eye-opening. And I thought that they would really be kind of hitting on all cylinders by the time. The JMU cake. I game, it's the it's the other one. Like it looks like if they don't write the ship this weekend, yeah, they're gonna be playing for their lives
0: next weekend. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, because we yeah. really bad.
0: And I thought I thought Signetti was right. He, you know, JMU does not have a bye week till the first weekend in November, so they got two more weeks till the bye. Um, that's an awful long stretch of football. It's yeah, a brilliant. nine nine week stretch, and I just this is the week that I really want to see JMU kind of get over the hump. I have a feeling they'll be able to get up for homecoming, for Flacco. Uh, The next week, but this week, you know, it's just, can they stay with it mentally? I really think that's what I'm most looking forward to. And with that, Rob, I think, you know, I think LOL spiders is canceled until further notice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, we, we,
1: I'm worried. We're jinx. Yeah, I know.
0: I'm really worried now. They went up to Maine and also pretty much pummeled the black bears. So we saw Maine and Towson, the two teams, I think we all assumed, teams outside of JMU and Villanova, and now it's uh, go down in flames this week to the bot- what we thought were the bottom teams, Albany and Richmond. Well, CA is eating its own. Like, it, just... it is. Elon just destroyed Delaware this week. Well, I got to say that was great, because
1: um, I didn't know what to think of Elon, because they, you know, after JMU beat them, no, I was like, Elon's a good team. Then they didn't look so great the following week.
0: Nope. no, nope. I think one thing we're seeing is, you know, I mean, New Hampshire is, New Hampshire's I think 2-0 and or 3-0 and in the conference. And um, they're
1: back top 25.
0: Yeah, no, but I don't know schedule wise. I haven't kind of dived into that deep, um, you know, to know what their story is. But we will see New Hampshire coming off the bye in Bridgeforth. So
1: I think this could be one. I of, think
0: if JMU can, get, yeah, if they can get through these two and get to the bye, I feel a whole lot better about the stretch. Run. I
1: just think it's there's going to be good CAA teams that are left mm-hmm. out of the playoffs just because they get beat by other. I mean, Rhode Island is isn't, isn't an easy out this year. No, um, there's a lot of teams like who are just going to fall, you know, could have two or three CA losses. And it doesn't mean you're a bad team. It just means you maybe caught a, caught a team at the wrong time. Um, yep. It is a crazy conference this year, but yeah, who knows? Luckily, Jamie's <laughs> got, you know, a couple of big games ahead of them. And so obviously control their own destiny.
0: Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, I think that about wraps us up on the serious portion of this for tonight, Rob. And we got some great suggestions. Thank you to everybody who had some overtime suggestions this week on Twitter. And as we say that uh, LOL Spiders is suspended until further notice, I guess it's appropriate that we um, take the suggestion from (laughs) old friend of me, uh, not Coach Signet or not JMU Coach this week, who suggested that we talk about uh, hidden gem restaurants in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And I got to be honest, I have a complete... uh, Blank spot in my resume on the Tidewater area, Rob. So, uh, you know, apologies to all the Va Beach Dukes down there. <laughs>
1: oh, I got, I but, mean, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. Down of, here, I got I thought nothing. We give you one.
0: Yeah, each give you one um, that we were thinking of. You want to go first, Rob? Well, I, I'm not
1: going to claim that uh, I have anything to do with the greater state or the Commonwealth. I'm not as much of a diehard Virginian <laughs> as everybody. I love the state. Please, yeah. like and I, I got. I have not traveled extensively, um, really? so I'm going to stick to Northern Virginia, which again probably will eliminate me from from a lot of people's. <laughs> mind.
0: Virginian, yeah, yeah. I don't know no, mine's you. pretty Virginia, pretty Northern Virginia too, actually. So yeah, oh, mine definitely is.
1: I didn't, I didn't. I just thought of places I liked, and this I don't even know it's a hidden gem, but mm-hmm. it's It's my go to, or one of our go tos. Mm-hmm. My whole family loves it. It's on King Street in Old Town Alexandria, which I thought might get me some more Virginia credibility because at least there it's not go. like. You know, yeah. the People's Republic of Arlington or something like that. Yeah, it's like not that.
0: Tyson's or something. Yeah, it's not
1: that. <laughs> it's right on King Street. Um, Hank's Oyster Bar, you ever been there? Oh, yeah.
0: That's I mean, I, don't, I don't think
1: it's necessarily hidden or anything. No, no, But, but I just awesome. think this is a representative of what I like. It's just a really good neighborhood yeah. restaurant. Solid stuff. Obviously, it's an oyster bar, which I love. You know, uh-huh. go in there pretty much anytime. Good raw bar. All, tons of local Virginia oysters, too. Rappahannock um, is always well represented nice um good food good drinks sneaky good mac and cheese oh and this is the thing you never think of that i never associate that with an oyster place but i'm telling you it's one of the best mac and cheeses um around but nice. it's just just what i like nice simple we go there all the time we go there with family you go there with friends you can go there just for drinks and oysters and it's also the type of place you can bring people from out of town and show them a good time so oh yeah you know, get, get that place. There's a couple of them there. There's a couple in the district too. Yeah. And they actually have a good Hank's pasta bar is really oh, good. In Old town too. Same people, nice. obviously, but um, nice. yeah, so that's, that's my go-to more people should hang
0: out at that place. Good call. Um Well, we were thinking that along the same lines, Rob, cause I went with seafood as well. And I have a feeling mine is, you may have been here with me before, but uh, my, mine is a, I guess you might say where the real South begins. Tim's? Um, yeah, Tim, exactly. <laughs> okay, Tim's yeah. river shore restaurant. And That's Crab right. yeah. in Dumfries, Virginia uh, or Tim's too down in Fairview beach. But uh, yeah, Tim's is one of the um, sort of, I think anybody who gets to do any boating in the DC area probably is familiar with Tim's. Um, you're picking crabs. You're sitting outside on the deck over the river. It's fairly gross in every way, shape and form in terms of <laughs> like every, uh, you know, you're in a muddy river, and there's a train going by, but it's pretty much the way you want to pick crabs, right? Oh yeah, yeah, Bunkets it's exactly beer. the kind of place. Yeah, I mean it is straight out of a Kenny Chesney or Jimmy Buffett video, basically, um, and a lot of fun. Um, you know, and a good combination of kind of local Dumfries redneck, along with like boating crabs. Boys, yeah. yeah, yeah, from up in old town. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's a it's a fun a really fun spot and you got another month or so to really enjoy it. Uh, well, I'm a it's... big
1: fan of seafood shacks in general. There's one mm. we go to quite it's like the New England equivalent up in uh we say Newport. It's actually right on the border of Middleton, oh, nice. But it's yeah. called Flows Flows Clam Shack. Oh, it's cool. been moved a couple times because of hurricanes and now it's like <laughs> one street off the beach but you can still see it and it's a completely ramshackle place just like that, just like Tim's, like dirty, yeah, um in a good way. And good you know everything's fried but you Love just get it. your buckets of domestic yes. beer
0: That's right that's right
1: keep it simple yeah no yeah, tim's that, don't fantastic. Order
0: be fancy. yeah that's a good no one. no
1: yeah oh tim's pretty, yeah that's great and sure. exactly for picking picking crabs or even just you know hush puppies it's, and some beers yes
0: can't be beat nope so rob i am really I, I think we both like you know referees aside uh and flow tv aside um this was a really fun. This was a really important victory. I think, I think we're going to look back in the season and think this was a big one. Uh, and I'm really hopeful, Jamie, can kind of cash in this week with William and Mary and really, I mean, if they get to seven and one, they will have really put themselves in great position this year. And I think even beating Villanova the way they did, they did the same thing. That was a big hurdle. It felt like walking out of the stadium this weekend. It felt like a big hurdle cleared, you know? I mean, like you, I just, in the, there were parts of the third quarter where I thought we're really in trouble. And, uh, you know, whether it was the Elon game or the New Hampshire game last year, it had that kind of feel of the wheels are coming off a little bit here. And they found a way to write the ship. Signetti stayed steady. And I, I'm really excited about what the, you know, what, where can they improve from here instead of just all of us cratering when it was, when the going got tough this week. So
1: Yeah. And uh, with you, like you and I have always said, let's try to take things we to week. And mm-hmm. week and let's not always be looking out and projecting out, but, I do think this was really positive from the standpoint of like what a Cignetti program is going to look like. Oh yeah. Here. One other
0: note, Rob, sorry to jump, yeah. jump over. No, you. Though, Rob, no, is, no, uh, no. I think the flow thing, the other thing I know it peruse the message boards and stuff today. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. There, no, I know there are a lot of people. <laughs> I, and this is, I, I saw that. Um, I think Sam wrote about this too. There's a lot of people not watching games. They're watching highlights or they're following yeah. on Twitter or they're following, um, you know, sports writers, and they think, well, this team's not good, or they're all falling apart, or this person sucks. And I think low is part of the reason for that. And I think some of the really un- the most uninformed JMU commentary is people who are not paying and watching the games. Yeah, and like Villanova's really, I, I just I can't stress enough how how impressed I was with how well and I didn't want to be impressed with Villanova but how no. impressed I was with their the way they played the first three quarters of that game and it just did a totally different game than Stony Brook the week before where I really was pissed at JMU for allowing that game to turn out the way it did you know and I know there was officiating complaints that week too but it felt like JMU got lucky to they they fell asleep a little bit and got away with one this week it just felt like they were in a really good college football game and they made the plays in the fourth quarter and came out on top and that's all that, yeah, that's I mean, all that, we can that, hope for you know
1: that's college football right i mean it's, it's, it's you very rarely have teams that just go door to door go like door to door end to end whatever you want to yeah. say where they just shut guys down week in week out i mean maybe they do but come on now, like georgia this, lost this to south is carolina not... this weekend <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. I
0: mean, um, things happen here you know
1: i mean it's pretty rare I've, granted for Clemson and North Dakota state both went on last year. So, like, I mean, it does happen, but that's more the exception than the norm. It is. Um, so most people, most teams have games where you look back and you're like, wow, you know, they, they let one get away or they, you know, let a bad team play Clemson last year, you know, didn't yeah. they almost lose to so um, Syracuse Syracuse, you know, yeah. it's like stuff happens. You need to pull things out. Sometimes things just don't go your way. Sometimes you, you know, don't play well. And then turn it on the fourth quarter. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's any reason to freak out. I think there's more reason to be excited coming yep. out of last Saturday than there was. And as far as flow goes, I don't like paying for it either. It, it right. bugs me. But, like, I watched again tonight. I do like having the replays. I, I do too. I will say this. Like, they do actually really seem to value and hype up CA football. Um, I was as skeptical as anybody yeah. about that aspect of it when they're like, oh, we'll do, you know, features. And I don't really care about that stuff. Yeah. But if you're doing it for branding, yep. um, I, I can see the argument. Like some of the stuff they write is actually pretty well done. It is. Well, the that. guy
0: they brought in, wait, is that Kyle Kensing, I think, that they – Yeah. It, yeah, I he's, think it's a guy that he's, we've he's, been following for years. Um, knows his stuff. Who actually does know his FCS and college football stuff really well. Yeah yeah
1: they're not mailing it. they didn't just find somebody to like watch a bunch of youtube highlights no this and, isn't and like mail some it in of in the
0: sb nation sites where you're like what yeah <laughs> like, did they no this watch? is actually well-written stuff yeah
1: i still don't think it was the way to go particularly when they released this basketball schedule and it's like they did this all to buy back what is it like 12 games on cbs Sports? oh Network. yeah Rob, we Get gotta her. talk hoops soon oh yeah yeah well, matt lewis first team all you all, i know i know yeah. yeah and top four yeah i mean that's that's kind of it's exciting. I'm kind of, un- I'm kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what's going on there? Yeah. <laughs> are these expectations for her dudes? Right, right. I don't know. I don't know how to deal with this. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is. And 12 bucks. I-, I don't love it. I wish it was cheaper. I wish we didn't even pay for it. Um, I wish some of the schools had better productions, mm-hmm. but it's still.
0: Yeah, that's where we are. It's 12 bucks. Yeah.
1: You know, and I mean, heck, most of us got to watch it on Masson or in the stadium.
0: That's too. right. So. Rob, oh, one last shout out, Nick Newman. Um, friend of the, big friend of the pod. Uh, did get to see her this weekend. Big congrats on the new she uh, wearing red? coaching job. She was yeah. not wearing red. She was rooting, oh. for, rooting for Dukes, <laughs> um, doing her usual thing with the whole clan. Um, but it, but big congrats to her on the job at Radford. Oh, I'm um, so excited do, for her. I, I know. That's I awesome. I'm
1: excited for them too. I, I really think she's going to end up being a, a rising star in the
0: coaching. I years. do too. And uh, it's just great to see her and, no, she was very much rooting for Dukes and yeah, we'll ha- we'll have to find another we got we got to find another like women's basketball expert this year.
1: Yeah. Oh, so, I wasn't knocking her
0: for. Oh no, no, I was no, more no. like got the new job like showing yeah, off the new car. Exactly. No, no. She was doing fine. Yeah. But um Rob, I will talk to you next Monday. Yeah, have a good week everybody. All right. Go Dukes.